we've played yeah. you guys. I did. Your cat right, going crazy? <laughs> Welcome to checking out the competition, Pittsburgh Penguins. We are joined by friend of the pod, <laughs> Jimmy Rixner from Pennsburg. Jim, how are you doing? Doing great. How's it going? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. So somehow it is November 22nd, and this is the first time these two teams are meeting. Oh, sorry. Cat, cat saying hello. <laughs> cat saying hello. I think he said go pens. Oh, no. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> I would throw him out into the cold. <laughs> Anyway, somehow this is the first time these two teams have been, have met. Um, and since that's the case, uh, I'm going to make you do what I've been making everyone do in front of the first game, which is kind of give me a rundown of what happened in the offseason. Any additions, any subtractions, any changes that you think we should know about? Well, for the Penguins kind of like set their course for about the next five years. They brought back Chris Letang. They brought back Evgeny Malkin. So they signed Brian Rust. They signed Ricardo Kell. So they pretty much kept the band together largely and are just going to be an old team with lesser and lesser chances of winning each and every year. But at least they will have the same faces together. So that was pretty much the main story. So they are, in fact, old. <laughs> they did, in fact, run it back and um, somehow annoyingly aren't like not. I mean, not great, but nine, seven and three so far this season, fifth in the Metro right now. Um, when are they going to be bad? I would like them to be bad. And so far, that doesn't seem to be happening. Like I, can't, I feel like I feel like Pittsburgh's going down the Washington route, where it's like every year for the past five years we've been like, this is the year that Washington's going to suck. It looks like this is the year they're actually going to suck, but mostly because everyone's hurt. But I feel like every year, as Pittsburgh gets older and older and older, like you said, because they keep running it back, this is the year they're going to be bad. So far, it doesn't really seem like they're bad but kind of like overall how have things been going so far um it's been an up and down season they started off going 4-0 and 1 in the first five and it looked like they're the best team in the world because they were scoring five or six goals every night and then they lost seven in a row so then it, it's just been a, a season of streaks like that and now in the past five games or like or past seven games are like five one and one, so it's it's kind of back on the upswing. So it has kind of been just unpredictable. Kind of you win a few, you lose a few, then you figure it out. And to your earlier point, yeah, I think the Penguins and Capitals are similar in that their best players are old, but like you kind of mentioned, the Caps' best players are hurt, or a lot of them are. And for the Penguins, uh, Sidney Crosby's still doing really great. Evgeny Malkin's back from knee surgery, and he's one of the leading scorers. So, like, the old guys have been doing pretty well. It's kind of been more of the supporting cast that I think they would like to see a little more from and step up a little better. Yeah, I guess it kind of helps when your old guys are, like, you know, world-class Hall of Famers. Yeah, that helps. It <laughs> <laughs> probably helps a little bit. I cannot relate. Um so they started off really hot and then lost seven in a row, which is kind of funny because the Flyers are are up to seven now on their current losing streak. We'll see where they are on Friday when the we're recording this on Tuesday. So the uh, in between, the Pens will play the Flames, the Flyers will play the Capitals. 
So remains to be seen what's going to be happening going into this game. But um, what was what was going well at the start that has dropped off? The goal scoring, like I mentioned, they were just incredible. And that's pretty much come back. Like for the Penguins this year, their first two lines have been doing good, not at the same time a lot of the times. But like the star players, like I said, had been good. The power play has not been good at all, all season, surprisingly. And so it's kind of been like when they're good, the goaltending has been up and down as well. And that's gone into a lot of when they've won versus when they haven't has come down a lot of times to how much focus is on the defense and just how bad the breakdowns are and whether or not they give up two goals in the game, they'll probably win. But sometimes they give up four or five goals in the game and obviously you're not going to win as many of those types of games. No, um, can't confirm. Although the Flyers, I don't know how much you've, attention you've been paying to the flyers if i were you it would be zero um but they're they mostly lose because they can't score goals because carter hart's been good but um yeah letting in a lot of goals tends to uh be a bad time and it looks like um casey to smith has played eight games tristan jari 11 are they kind of doing like a 1a 1b thing or is one of these guys definitely the starter it's it's definitely Tristan Jari as the starter, but he went through a rough patch, as I kind of alluded to. So they did play DeSmith like three out of four games last week, and he was the one who kind of broke the losing streak. So I think they gave him a little more just because they were kind of trying to find the hot hand at that point. But ultimately, there was some talk, too, that Tristan Jari maybe had a minor injury that he was dealing with or tr something he was trying to work through. So that's been kind of a concern. And... On Tuesday, it was announced that DeSmith is also maybe a little banged up. I don't know if they're going to have to bring up a backup for a little bit or what. So um, ultimately, they would like and need Tristan Jerry to step up and be the guy. So during a seven-game losing streak, I know you said that it's mostly been kind of up and down goaltending that has hurt them so far this season. But I feel like you don't lose seven in a row just on goaltending. Um, what else kind of shit the bed if you will during that losing streak well there you have to look at the power play i think they scored like four total goals in the seven game losing streak and some of those goals were like jeff petrie and raquel who don't play with the first power play so the star players on the power play definitely have to eat a share of that blame pie for thanksgiving for that losing streak because they weren't coming through I, I really I like that you got a pie reference in. I had to get one. That was very good. I really liked it. Um okay, so the power has the power play kind of righted itself or is it still bad? No, not really. It's it's still bad. Like for me it's good when they don't give up a breakaway against like when the other team doesn't have a chance to score and just like two minutes go by. Like at this point, sadly, that's that's a pretty positive power play. That's remarkable given the kind of offensive talent that that team has it is but like the problem is crosby and malkin they're both left-handed centers they both like to play like pretty much the same spot on the power play on the right side and since the penguins lost phil kessel a few years ago he was running the show for a lot of times like directing traffic and he would kind of have an idea of what he wanted to do with it so now it's just like I got a, a lot of guys just passing the puck around and they don't really have like an Ovechkin they're trying to feed for shots or like, right. you know, they're not, they don't have like a goal. It feels like to me, they just kind of like, ah, just freelance it, see what happens. Maybe we'll take a shot. Maybe we'll just 
threw a million passes and drop passes, and hey, maybe we'll turn it over and give up a breakaway. Who knows? So I saw on the Pens site that our old pal Ron um, promoted a new guy to assistant coach, Ty Hennis, I'm guessing is how you say it. Um, is that meant to help with the special teams, or is this a guy that's just been around and it's just a title change? He's been around for a little while, but he's their skill coach, or he was like entire. He was kind of in practice, like he does okay. a lot of the skill drills and stuff like that. So I don't know because um, they've had Todd Reardon in charge of the power play, who's a pretty well regarded for being an assistant coach. But so I don't know if it's if the change really is going to be coaching wise. Like it's pretty much just up to the guys that they got to get their acts together. Speaking of Ron. How happy have you been with Ron Hextall's tenure? That's that's a good question, and really, he's been around. He'll have been the Penguins GM for two years coming up in January, and I still don't really think I even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. He's done a few good things, I guess, but he's done a few things that are just like, you don't know what the heck he's doing, and then he doesn't do a lot else, so... Yeah. It's been tough, to, I think, to really understand. If it makes you feel any better, um, he's definitely added more NHL talent to the Penguins than he ever did to the Flyers when he was here. Um, so you got that going for you. He isn't that. Like, he's just been kind of his patient self. Like, he's not trading as many draft picks as he used to. So yeah. maybe in a few years that might help. Because I know even for the Flyers now, there's a couple of the players, like the Konechnies and the... Fair, I think he did Faraby and you know guys like that he was somewhat connected to so Sanheim so I think he's trying to go that route and I guess we'll see yeah it, it's it'll be interesting because I kind of wonder if it's um like the situation that he's got there like he's almost set up for more success just because you can kind I feel like you can do a half-ass rebuild a lot more easily when you have a Malkin and a Crosby hanging out on your team until they retire. Like they were trying to keep the Flyers competitive and rebuild the team, but the Flyers weren't good enough to be actually competitive. You know what I mean? Like they were just middle right. of the road. Whereas I feel like the Penguins have enough talent or like plausibly you could still compete for, you know, at the very least a wild card spot. Yeah, and that really, it's like the decisions of who they put around, I guess. Like you said, the Penguins have like a good core of six to seven players, you know, that are the top players on the team. But like Ron Hexall signed Kasperi Kapanen when maybe he didn't need to, and he gave him a lot of money for two years, and now he's been a healthy scratch for six games, and... Like Brock McGinn is just a guy on the team and they gave him four year contract and a lot of money. And you kind of look around across the league and some of the decisions the Penguins made, like uh, Jan Ruda is, is a decent defenseman, but he's a third pair guy. Like he's mm -hmm. big, but he's not, you know, he's not going to win a game for you. And they gave him three years and a little bit of money and like some of those choices, especially they add up quickly when it's a few million here, a few million there. And then you look around and it's like, oh, well, now our like third and fourth lines aren't doing the best. Like right. he re-signed Jeff Carter for two years, full no movement clause like last year. 
And so, like, Jeff Carter will still be playing next year at this time unless he decides to retire. And, like, some of these decisions he does make being Hextall, it's just, like, I don't – it struggle to see, like, how it's going to turn out well. Like, at best, it'll be, like, just okay. Like, it'll be okay if it goes well. And if it doesn't go well, like the captain situation now, then the team has, like, a high-priced just anchor that is contributing nothing. I'm glad you mentioned Jeff Carter because I was going to ask how he's looked so far this season. Uh, he's getting old, so he's slowing down. He he has like three goals, but I think a couple of them are empty nets. Like he kind of looks okay, but he's just I think he's turning 38 in January. Like so, he's just really getting up there in years. But I mean, he's he's not bad. He's still out there. We are absolutely not going to call Jeff Carter. Old. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he is. He's sports old. He's not real sports life. Sports old. Yeah, he's not real life old. So, I guess, like, what... You might have already kind of answered this, but, like, what is... What's going really well for the team right now? Like, I know that at the, the start of the season, things were hot, and then they kind of cooled off, but what right now is going well for them? Well, that would be your NHL first star of the week, Sidney Crosby. He had 10 points in just three games. Last week, um, the Penguins blew a 3 nothing lead to Chicago on Sunday and turned it into a 3-3 game. And then with, like, three minutes left, Crosby just scored an individual effort goal. He, like, wasn't going to let them lose to Chicago, who was not very good. So, like, Crosby's doing great. Jake Gensel has 10 goals in 15 games. He's doing really well. Malkin has over a point per game. He's looking pretty good so like just those big name guys are really what's helping the team right now so at the end of the day right now they're middle of the road as far as the metro goes uh kind of up kind of down where do you ultimately see the pens finishing this season um, you think they're well, making the playoffs? i do i think they'll be either like third or fourth in the division you know maybe wild card maybe in and just, I think they've lost four years in a row in the first round, so I don't, I don't see why they would do that again. Like, there's, there's been some other reasons that have compiled too, like injuries, like two goalies getting hurt, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I guess like basically now they're just like, hey, let's try to make the playoffs. Then you have a chance. You never know what could happen when the season starts over again. Like, that's pretty much where they are now. Like, they're not going to be one of the dominant teams going into it, but I think they will be in position. Like. Unless like the Islanders really get it in gear and the Devils, I guess they're for real. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But how annoying is that? Yeah, like where did that come? They have four good players and no goalies at all. I don't, I don't get it. I, I guess if you win the off season enough times, eventually it just has to come together. Yeah, and I guess like what's his face? Their shitty goaltender was so bad that I guess maybe that dragged them down. So much less. I'm just like, I I could have seen like an incremental improvement coming out of them, but like this. Yeah, this not is, win every game. No, this <laughs> thirteen in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not ready for a world in which the New Jersey Devils are like legitimately a good hockey team. But I guess maybe they are. Um, I feel like Flyers fans especially since there's not been a lot of change on the roster. I feel like we're all super familiar with the guys that you guys have, but is there anybody who's playing particularly well right now that we should keep an eye on? That's like not, you know, Sidney Crosby. 
um, I, I don't know if the Flyers have played against Ricard Raquel with the Penguins. He just got in March. And, like, he's he's a pretty fun player to watch. He has good offense, like, he'll tip pucks. He's a goal-scoring type of winger. But he's kind of well-known from his days with the Ducks. Um, Ryan Paling used to play for Montreal Canadiens. He's been doing pretty well the past few days. But just like a fourth liner, he probably won't make a huge impact. And that's just kind of the way it's been, like, trying to get a new impact player for the Penguins has been something they haven't done much of lately so if you had to guess which of the penguins will be the one forced to engage in fisticuffs with either zach McEwen or nick delaurier because that's literally all the flyers are good for right now who would you say is going to get in a fight with nick delaurier or zach McEwen? oh geez. Jeez, I don't even know if the Penguins have anyone possible who would even like their most feisty player right now is Josh Archibald, who's like five foot ten, one hundred and eighty pounds. Like, oh no, I hope and he does. just hits people. Yeah, I don't even know. I think they might have one. I was trying to look it up, but I think they might have one fight all year, and I don't even remember who got in it. So I, I don't know. Like. I think the refs, the refs love to break that stuff up these days, and I'm sure the Penguins players would, would definitely hope that happens if it even comes to that. Yeah, at Broad Street Hockey, we're kind of hoping that uh, the Flyers can give us 82 fights in 82 games. They're not that far behind. I think they're only maybe like four or five. I'm on hockey fights now. Yeah, they're the first in the league with 13 fights so okay, far. So the, yeah, the fights per 60 is lagging a little bit. Yeah. The Penguins are the last in the league with one. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. No. So I would not, like, I, something crazy would have to happen. Yeah, so this isn't going to gonna be the game that the Flyers make up any of the fights per 60. That yes. They're <laughs> that they're behind. <laughs> Although, you know, you never know. Malkin is a piece of shit no offense um maybe he'll actually fight someone and not just deliver a dirty hey, all you gotta do is punch him in the back of the head it'll swing a stick he's been known to do that oh god he sure has um all right so uh final score for the game what do you got um it's did you know by the way this is being called the 2022 nhl thanksgiving showdown or some stupid shit like that i noted i was looking at the schedule and i noticed that there were several words yeah like it's just words it's it's not even thanksgiving it's the day after thanksgiving i've always called this the black friday game the the black friday yeah that would be more accurate than whatever they're calling it it's like a 5 30 start which is weird so because kind of i like a i like a three o'clock start i find very good yes yes but 5 30 is kind of an annoying time to start it isn't it's yeah it's just an odd time to start you know it's not it's not night it's not afternoon it's just there so i think that start will make it be like kind of a weird game and i think we know penguins flyers games are always kind of weird like one team will get out to a big lead the other team will make it a tie game somehow out of nowhere so i'm gonna go i'm gonna say three two penguins for fun but I think it'll be like a 0-0 game for a long time or like something weird will happen like that where it starts off crazy. Or maybe it'll be like 3-3 three to three right away and then nobody scores till every time. Like something weird like that I think will happen. That does feel like an extremely Flyers-Pens game. 
I have decided with my prediction that I am going to manifest because I think I'm going to take myself to this game. I haven't decided yet, but I think I'm going to go. And I've decided that since I'm there and I want to have a good time, I'm going to manifest the Flyers snapping their losing streak against the Penguins in like a very dramatic way. This is definitely going to happen. I'm going to say four to one Flyers. All right. Hey, you got to put it out there to make it happen. So I can put it out that. there. The, I don't know if anyone hearing this can do anything to make this happen. I know several Flyers employees listen to this podcast, so perhaps they could, you know, go down to the locker room, maybe deliver some words of encouragement or threats. Sometimes threats work really well. Um, they could just lie to the team and tell them they win the 2022 NHL Thanksgiving Showdown Cup or something. Like, you win yeah, a trophy for this. I mean, everyone knows that the traditional Thanksgiving Showdown game is huge. You yeah, don't want to lose that game. It's, it's, everybody's been looking forward to it all year, I'm sure. Since we've been a child, we've been saying, I can't wait until it's the Thanksgiving Showdown game. And here it is. At 5.30. They don't even make you wait till 7 for it. That's how, that's how anticipated this game is. At 5.30, we are lucky enough to be able to watch our two teams play in the Thanksgiving showdown. What a time to be alive. Jim, where can people find you on the internet? Um, well, thank you for asking. Uh, you can find us at Pensburg and then just Pensburg.com. Jim is also on Twitter, but maybe he doesn't want to tell you about that. That's okay. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I just like never post anything from my own Twitter, and nobody cares about that, anyways. No, it'll probably be dead soon, anyway. <laughs> Mine was being glitchy today, so I feel like we're. Uh oh, could be the beginning of the end. End is nigh. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, thank you very much. I hope that you enjoy the 2022 NHL Thanksgiving Showdown. I hope everyone listening enjoys it, and I hope that the Flyers do not lose another hockey game. But we'll see. Jim, have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks, Kelly. You too.